0: The Fujicast is an independent Loading Zone production. Saturday 25th of April. The Fujicast. I can't believe we've almost finished with April. Kev, where where's the
1: time gone? Oh, I know. It's soon going to be time to pay myself. <laughs> something. <laughs> really? Where do you get money from? Uh, that's very decadent of you. I, I put a little pot outside my front door.
0: Have you? Uh, yeah. I've looked at our tree, but it, it, it seems to be growing. Um, actually, there, today it seems to be growing a football in it. There's no money in there, though, that's for sure.
1: I tell you what, something. This is interesting. We, uh, well, I didn't go actually, but the kids and uh, Gemma went out for a walk this morning with the uh, with the pooches, yeah. and just gently ambling across Malmesbury High Street was a grass snake. No way. Yeah and in our garden all of the flowers and everything are really blooming and of course the weather's nice but so many bees it's beautiful do you know we've noticed that that we we have
0: because we've got some bifold doors on the back we have been inundated with well helping bees get back out again and i said to sam the other day i don't think i've ever seen so many bees
1: it's because there's less pollution and yeah. cars and stuff. So the air is cleaner for them and the flowers are, uh, are getting all excited because they've also got uh, a little bit of uh, more oxygen in the air. Yeah. So, yeah, and the weather, of course, has helped. Well, I know, I but think
0: just, 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 you know, we're five weeks and it's made that much difference to wildlife. It's incredible, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. I think Mother Nature is, uh, is doing its thing for us, yeah, trying yeah. its best. Yeah, yeah. It's Mother's, Mother
0: Nature's way of saying stop. Slow down, start again. Anyway, well, welcome to The Daily Show, The Fuji Cast, A show about you, your photography, your life, making pictures once weekly, now daily during lockdown. Weekends is our chance to play you longer form interviews to help you build your knowledge. Or as in today's show, learn some new skills, maybe even a business. Everybody is using the, the term pivot, it seems, Kev. So um, this could be a pivot cast today uh, with a view into the world or, or style of photography that could help you develop, launch or re- even re-energise your business into the world of real estate photography or if photography is not your business today is a chance to learn about how to make pictures within four walls successfully and our guest John Busco, has even provided us with a link uh, which we'll put in the show notes to go see what he does how he does it and he's put a pdf explainer in there and links I mean, he's worked really hard on this for us plus you can download um, files and practice on stuff how about that? Um, cool. So, uh, so that, that'll be our interview today. Tomorrow it's, it's going to be with Ian Forsyth, and that's all about photojournalism.
1: Um, but we'll get to that tomorrow. Right, uh, I'm not sure I'm going to pivot, though. If I pivot, I'll fall over. I know it. <laughs> I'll just trip and break something.
0: No, don't be doing that so uh we're gonna have one one well it's there's three questions but one person here and then we'll we'll launch into the interviews. so the weekends are going to be interviews and then during the week all the normal stuff with uh, in fact it's the last week isn't it of doing the daily photo challenge so um from monday so we're gonna have to find something new the week after heaven knows what, what that will be <laughs> i can't believe you are having trouble finding it
1: honestly kev honestly <laughs> yeah. well it was my idea and and i i never wanted it to be boring and i, I and and then it just became really hard did it okay all right <laughs> but yes we have one more week to go yeah. so that'll be fun everybody
0: yeah yeah and then we'll have to think of a new idea as i say heaven knows what that is we'll think of something unless you think of something and tell us we might all be out by then That's <laughs> always that Um, Hello Kev, Jeremy Squires in Ohio Um, We we seem to have a good following in Ohio Don't we? Remember remember once we scoffed Kev At the idea of of Ohio being the perfect place For an American workshop and FujiCast. It seems to be rising uh, Up the ranks doesn't it? Ohio. hi yes anyway howdy kevin and neil jeremy from columbus here which um columbus is the capital of ohio we've been hit pretty hard by covid19 but there are signs now partial reopenings whether that'll mean anything to my photo business i don't know but you've been an excellent part of the daily life over the last month i have three questions sorry for greed but i figure you only get lucky once in a while to get a question on so are you ready question one yeah. Have there been any positives during this period for you both? Oh, for
1: me loads go on yeah i I think like the, from the personal point of view, um you know' spending time at home and the kids are they're in their element, and you know we yeah I mean all of that kind of stuff has been great, but the the negatives far away the positives right sadly what about you um yeah, I've learned a lot about everybody
0: else's businesses, it seems. <laughs> yeah, and I have got a lot of
1: work done, actually. A lot of my to-do list has been ticked off, that's for sure.
0: Well, I, you know, the interesting thing, I've 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 learned about people and their lives in a way that, you know, would have been far more distanced before, and oddly, social distancing has created some kind of closer connection, which is weird, isn't it? It's what they call an
1: oxymoron, isn't it? Um, I, I i saw a very funny meme this morning meme um, it
0: is a me- oh. <laughs> how long are you going to call this thing can we look this up please meme it's not a meme like, i'm going to look it up right what type is it, it type it into google and
1: see what the lady on google says typed it in meme there we go <laughs> uh, that was a man he what does he know it's only when google is a woman they, they, they always know the answers come on
0: it's I saw a, I saw a M-E-M-E. Hold on. M-E- I saw a meme M-E-M-E. Meme. Meme. It is a meme, Kev. Oh You're going to keep calling it a meme Go on. i
1: better to call it a meme Anyway, the meme said, uh, yeah. you think we're in trouble now. You wait in 20 years' time, the kids that we home-educated home while alcoholics will be running the country. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made me chuckle. Oh. Um, I built a wooden
0: train that Thomas can sit on out of wooden materials we already had. So that's something I wouldn't have done. I didn't spend one penny on any of those materials. Do you know, that's something I've learned to do, <laughs> not spend money. I know that <laughs> yeah. sounds a really weird thing, but I've, I've, you know, usually it would have been too easy to think, oh, I could just grab one of those on Amazon. I saw the other day um, a really cool uh, lens for the iPhone that's made by, I think it's Moment. Is it Moment. Um, it's an anamorphic one it looked really really good the film that came out to publicise it was really good and I, I thought oh I'll have myself one of, no I won't
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I, 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 feel, I feel like that too although I do feel like because we've only got a tiny fridge and we can't do big shops because there's not enough stuff and you don't no. want to hang around in the shops too long and we do no. tend to be going to the co-op you know regularly Do you? and, uh, and that's, that's all I see on my, my accounts every day is co-op, co-op co-op, co-op, co-op <laughs>
0: We, we've we done the opposite of that actually sam has been uh on this mission that that uh, a shop has to last two weeks toward the end of the two weeks it's old mother hubbard it really is but it has to, it has to last that long no you- no
1: she's she's right I, well, we would do that in a heartbeat but we have nowhere to put it that's the problem yeah
0: we have two fridges yeah
1: lucky you <laughs> Number- show
0: off <laughs> <laughs> question two Three sheds, two fridges. (laughs) Question two: Are you nervous about returning to work? Hmm, that's a very interesting. I mean, in health terms, I won't lie. If I were to walk into a room, Kev, with more than twenty people at the moment, (laughs) I'd be nervous. I mean, it has has yeah. But I mean, there's some amazing research and development of treatments going on, so I I have to trust those people. I keep saying to myself,
1: "You've got this. You've got this for us." For whatever you do, do not inject yourself in the eyeballs with bleach.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Not with, Notwithstanding some of the odd things that have been said, and we don't want to make this political, I know, but there are some <laughs> very strange thoughts coming out of that
1: man. <laughs> I don't think that's political. I think that was just humour.
0: Anyway, um... Oh, no, that... Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, but you did um, say something strange, though, didn't you, Donald? Really? Don't be a cutie pie. I'm not being a cutie pie, but really, come on.
1: Bleach! Uh, Bleach! <laughs> I'm not nervous about the health side of things at all, um, I, because I don't believe that they will, will. You know, I don't think we will be allowed to do stuff until it's safe again. So I'm I'm happy with that. However, uh, nervous about uh, the, the, the the like business itself, and you know, the economy and. Yeah. All of that stuff, and and you know we've we've got a few things in the mix in the wedding world in the UK at least, in that now people can also get married. They don't have to get married in in a registry office or mm. anything. They just have to they can get married in their garden if they want. So, mm. you know, you've got you've got all kinds of things happening to the industry. That's what I'm nervous about. That's not, not law.
0: That's not law yet, though, is it? That that was being mooted,
1: but it's not yet law, is it? I, th- no. I think it is. You know, I really? think it came no, in on uh, the first of April. I think it snuck did, in under the under, under the, the radar. radar. <laughs> I might be wrong, but I'm sure yeah. it was coming on the first of well, because you still have to um, get a registrar to come and do that for you, don't you? You still need a registrar to come, yeah, yeah you still yeah. need to get a registrar, but you can now do it in the street outside your house if you want. Mm. You, well, want you I have to have it uh, yeah. in a registered place.
0: As I understand it, having talked to a couple of registrars before, and while that whole thing was beginning to gain momentum, there, there's um, a kind of a feeling that they're only going to give uh, licences to so many people. It can't be, it just can't, it can't run, you know run Ravage, or whatever the, the correct term is, because they, they wouldn't have the time for it. They don't have the staff. They don't have the time for it.
1: No, 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 absolutely. I agree with you. And uh, Ravage is not the right word. I it's not, think, is it? Think rampant, is rampant. Rampant is the word you're thinking of. However, um, w- w- the way I'm, I'm thinking in my negative little half-glass-foot-empty yeah. head is that, um, you know, if people, if people can't get married in a, a big venue because mm-hmm. of the restrictions, yeah. they might think, well, actually, why don't we do know about Garden? M- might help us kev we'll have more work or mm. less one or the other well, one of just... those two things will happen <laughs> i did I,
0: when you were talking about uh, by the way the, the bleach thing i did think oh please no my um great grandmother used to say to us <laughs> used to say if you're up avocado in your hair that'll stop you going bald look at me <laughs> <laughs> uh, i always uh, wondered why the top of your head was green <laughs> <laughs> question three one of those what Neil would call left-field questions. Would love to see you boys in the States when you're allowed to travel. Have you ever thought about doing a crowdfunded film or podcast or education tour for those of us in the States who follow your show? <laughs> no, is the answer. I'd never thought of that. Is it a good idea? Do crowdfunders work for that kind of stuff? I, I usually thought you had to be inventing something very, very clever uh, you know, to, to, to have crowdfunding, like a television that could transport you to another country or something.
1: Well, people crowdfund books and stuff like that. Coat Press, the um, the the John Bulmer, the North book that we, we discussed last week oh. was a crowdfunded book. Course, yeah. um, and it's now worth f- £1,300. Yeah. Um, so people do crowdfund all sorts of things. Yeah. However, I have to admit, I've seen lots of crowdfunded things that, you know, made me raise my eyebrows quite substantially. And they go up quite a long way. Well, things so like so help so me, so. help me get through university and oh, stuff like that. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah get through it yourself <laughs> you miserable like i did
0: miserable old sausage you're right i think things like that yeah but um pro- projects like this training mentoring podcast filming Fil- films actually do quite well through crowdfunding don't they if you've yeah. got if you've got something that's really going to help people that people really want to to be a part of
1: um, well, in that case, they're investing in the arts, aren't they? They're investing yeah. in something that's not uh, an individual's own uh, lack of resource. That's good, that's good the point. difference. Good point. Um, so to go back to the original question about crowdfunding to go to, you know, to go to like the US or something, uh, no, I wouldn't have thought it would be something, yeah. you know, we'd be better off doing you know, a chargeable workshop or something, and and you know, making it a business decision rather than uh, expecting generosity, because uh, you know, ultimately, that's what that's what we do.
0: Absolutely. What have you done, Dave? You full on your microphone? Who who would like to earn some money? <laughs> <laughs> here's a, here's a couple of well not just a couple of ideas here's an interview that um I was very fortunate to to have with John Buskell earlier uh, during the week I talked to John about becoming a real estate photographer now John's entrepreneurial ways may well get you thinking in this climate he's been a journalist a photojournalist he helped launch a Liverpool FC fan podcast that's become huge he's had a successful marketing and media business he now lives in sweden where he translates and speaks a good range of languages he's an event photographer and then of course there's the real estate so if what you hear sounds of interest then john has provided a dropbox link which you'll find in the show notes on your podcast app or of course on the the episode 95 show notes of fujicast.co.uk you will find images to reference Some to practice on Then there's a PDF with his kit breakdown Lens suggestions, shooting tips Links to everything he talks about Including his own site, training No affiliate links by the way Just real, complete, helpful advice I I think it's probably, not probably I think it is the most thorough we've ever had From somebody who's interviewed for the show In terms of of notes afterwards So here comes 30 minutes of No-nonsense, straight-talking advice With John Buskell John thank you very much for your time in, in doing this and it's it's a subject obviously that we've uh, that's, that seems to be increasingly popping into uh, our email box so I appreciate your time on this and and the fact that you're based in Sweden um, makes no difference uh, makes a little bit of difference but but I would say that probably what we're about to talk about uh, can cross continents can't it
2: oh absolutely absolutely and I'm I'm very interested in what happens in this industry globally just because of the nature of how it works and the community. And I'm also active in France as well as Sweden, so I'm happy to talk about the whole thing
0: so you gave me a load of um i usually have to go away and think of questions but you've given me some bullet points here which which probably form the best interview you could possibly ever have about working in real estate photography i'm going to go through it in order there's no particular order here i'm sure but but i'm going to i'm just going to enter it in order equally i'll say this at the start and the end you've we've also got a downloadable um selection of images and and a pdf from me in fact let's start with that what do those bits mean with regard to the conversation we're about to have?
2: Well, what I put together, Neil, is um, a PDF which just outlines the gear I use, a very, very brief introduction into how I start editing images if I edit them sometimes I outsource them a few links to some very useful resources they're not affiliate links and then I've also included some raw files so people can see exactly what I'm shooting and what it looks like and then the jpeg that results from those raw files so people can download have a play with the raw files they can have a look at the notes and it's also got my contact details if people have if they've got some questions and wanted to follow up
0: well it's exceptionally generous obviously so Thank you very much for, your t- for the time in advance of those that uh, will, will clearly, I think, contact you. So let's start with the first point. You only need three lenses plus tripod. We haven't even talked about the camera here, but uh, I, I would imagine you're about to say to me, it doesn't matter if it's Sony or Fuji or, or Nikon or Canon, it's the lenses that count.
2: Yeah, I think, I think for anyone looking to get into real estate photography or architectural photography there there's often a sort of a focus on the gear and really to get started you need a camera of course and apc fine but i use full frame and you really need three lenses one lens being a wide angle lens you need a a mid-range zoom and then you need a a, a nifty 50 something that you can take detailed shots with Mm -hmm. the majority of of work that i do is or or any real estate photographer certainly within the Scandinavian style of 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 real estate stuff. We'll be using a, a 17 to 40 and shooting at 24 millimeters, uh, f f.8. Typically 24 because it's closer to how we see a room and it's not over-exaggerated. In Australia and the States, there you'll see, if you join forums where people are shooting real estate, there you'll see much, much wider real, real estate photographs. But typically, if you want to get started, if you want to look good, if you want people to sort of sort of think that you're working at the corner 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 edge of of, of lifestyle and real estate photography, shooting between 2024 20, for rooms is an ideal spot. So the, with those sort of three lenses, you can get started. Very very easily. In fact, a lot of times I'll only even use two. I won't even take the Nifty Fifty out of my bag because when I'm doing a detail shot, I'm so close to the the detail that I'm I'm shooting, whether it's a a floor, tiled floor, or a wooden floor, that I get the 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 bokeh, the separation because uh, you know because I'm so close to the object that I'm shooting anyway. So it's 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 very few times that I'd even need that third lens.
0: Uh, If you're going into a smaller apartment because it's that's lovely if it's you're working in a medium-sized house but a small apartment with these tiny rooms i'm I'm thinking in particular in in this country where we do we do like to uh we do like to build a small room and call it a bedroom um i I think it's an oversized cupboard sometimes the 24 is not really going to deal with that though is it yeah it is it is if you if you set your tripod
2: at one about one meter as a starting point if you've got a 24 uh, we're
0: talking full f- full frame if you're at 24 we'll do everything in in, in full frame language i know kevin yeah, doesn't like yeah. it but we're going to live with it <laughs> uh, I,
2: exactly exactly if you if you then position yourself just outside of the room yeah if you as you line up the shot and let's say you're getting the the wide angle shot if you're lining up the shot so you get part of the door frame down down, you know, either the left or right side of the, the the shot. So you're seeing where the room begins, and then if you get two corners of the room, then you see where the room begins and where it ends. And really, you can do that with with 24 millimeters eight times out of ten. Mm-hmm. And I've, I think I think I've, I've I've put the link to my website. I'm sorry, it's in Swedish, but you'll see in the gallery there and some links that I've put that most of the the room shots, the bread and butter shots, if you like, they are. Are taken from just outside the doorway, they show two corners of the room um, so you can get a sense of the size and they 're mm. all sort of taken at around about 23 24, occasionally twenty but but that 's the standard wide shot the The reason for that is that you don 't get these horrendously bent uh, angles, verticals you know mm. pulling out so it all looks like it's it 's sprayed now that 's the market that i 'm shooting for, as I said in the states, maybe in Britain. I haven't shot in the UK, but yeah. certainly in the States, you do see much, much, much wider angle things. But what I get is when you talk to people who are selling or buying properties, getting people to come to a showing, if the the apartment looks much, much bigger than it actually is, people turn around and leave.
0: What about portrait versus landscape orientation?
2: The majority of shots that I would take are horizontal, like landscape. Mm-hmm. But a small, a walk-in closet a bathroom I shoot a lot of one or two room apartments here in Stockholm mm-hmm. and 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 often you can't take a, a a a landscape picture of a bathroom because it's basically a toilet and a yeah, yeah. hand basin and a shower yeah. but what you can do is you can take two vertical shots to make one uh, landscape shot. So I might step back right out of the bathroom, get the whole door frame, just so you can see part of the toilet seat, you can see the tiles on the floor, the sink and the shower. And then you can position next to that a second detail shot of maybe it's an expensive hand basin, maybe it's the tiles, or just another angle of, of the bathroom. Sometimes I can combine two vertical shots with one landscape shot as well but they can be really good really good ways of complementing the the story of the the property that you're you, that you're building particularly because lifestyle the uh, the lemon shot as we we tend to call it here in stockholm mm-hmm. this photograph of lemons on kitchen countertops mm-hmm. those those detailed <laughs> life lifestyle shots can be a really nice way of augmenting a shot of that gives gives the, the 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 person looking at the room information, so I might take a, a shot of a dining room seat you know seating place at a dining room as a ver- in a vertical position and then place next to that a shot uh, a tight detail shot of the kitchen counter oh. maybe it's made in marble maybe it's got a really nice work surface something like that so so you can build the story through a
0: combination of information and lifestyle pictures how long are you budgeting um maybe not financially maybe this is just something in your mind when you go into a i know it's a bit of a how long's a piece of string question because a apartment from a house to you know huge property would vary in size and time that you spend there but is there an average john that you like to spend in a property
2: that's a really good question because it's a question about the industry itself and anyone listening to this if they're thinking about real estate photography, has to be aware that you can either go it alone or that you can go and work for the really big players in the industry. And across Europe, you'll find so many bigger companies that will find jobs for photographers to go in and shoot property and they'll take care of the they'll take care of the sales and they'll 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 load you up with four or five bookings in one day. And I've done this and it's the gig economy in many respects, because you'll find yourself, you'll, you'll wake up in the morning and you'll you'll check your bookings for the day and you could actually be shooting five apartments or three apartments and two houses in one day. Mm. And so that really gives you about an hour, hour and a half tops, Mm. because you're paid per property, you're not paid for the time that you're there, you're not paid for the travel. And there's a lot of disgruntled people in the industry who are working for those kind of companies. So you really learn to go in, find exactly what you need to shoot and get out of there as, as quickly as possible. But bear in mind, in that kind of set up, often the owners haven't done as much as they should have done you've got to come in, spot all the cables that need to be moved Um, I've had to help people take beds out of rooms before, you're really working at high speed so there is a big difference between doing that kind of work and if you're Self-employed or not working as a subcontractor. If you're working directly with the agents, then you could give yourself two hours, maybe for a property, and the agents will see you as um. You know, it's it's like they they're salespeople. They know how to get a really good deal. Yeah. So being a photographer working with with people whose living is selling, uh, you know that that's a tough that's a tough one. But even they start to realise that if you're a solo photographer, free of an agency, you can spend that bit more time with their customers, give them that slightly more exclusive experience. So there are the two sides of the industry. But to go back to your first question, I've shot a three-story house with masked photographs, 40 photographs to be to be delivered to the agent, um, and
0: done a floor plan as well <laughs> in two hours. The editing, that that's the bit that you save time on when you when you invest some time in making sure what you're shooting is perfect
2: if you photograph 3 properties in one day you don't want to come home at the end of the day and then edit 60 70 80 photographs to deliver to the agent the next day, who will be expecting them the next day. Mm. There's a lot of intense pressure. Um, So then that's why if if you're interested in real estate photography and you start doing a bit of investigation, you'll discover that the other side of real estate photography is outsourcing and editing real estate photography. Mm. And that is a minefield in itself. You need to be able to do it yourself. And that's why in... The, the 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 Dropbox that I, I'm making available, you can see the kind of photographs that I take on site, the two or three photographs that I take per finished photograph that I either then edit or send off for editing. You do outsource then. You're happy to outsource. I do both. Right. And you I think you have to be able to do both. You have to be able to edit it yourself because with outsourcing, you can be let down. Mm. I prefer to outsource. And when I say minefield, I really do mean it is a minefield. For starters, it's hard to get recommendations for outsourcing companies because all the photographers out there, they if they have good outsourced company, they want to guard them and keep them and look after after them yeah. because it's a really
0: really important part of your business what's your process then or if you like workflow
2: i'd go shoot an apartment let's say I'm, i've got to deliver 25 pictures to the client so then i get back to my place or maybe from my laptop in the car go through i'll open up all the pictures i use photo mechanic to do that i think kevin and you've mentioned yeah, that in the past i look at all the shots yeah. i'll go through and decide these are the ones that i'm sending i'll then Take screenshots of any that I see that might have a problem. That I say, here's a screenshot of this particular room. Uh, Take out the cable to the blah, 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 or take out the lamp that is crooked. And I'll also take screenshots of the Standing vertical pictures that I want to be matched into left right pairs and then I'll send all that off in the in the hope and expectation that it will be delivered the next day and nine times out of 10 it is
0: I was looking at your your equipment list that you're sending out um with this link that we're going to put for you uh yeah publish for you You're using the the Canon 5D4. There's a 5D3 and a 5D4. 5D4, I don't don't think the 5D3 does, but the 5D4 certainly has the the opportunity to uh, HDR stack, doesn't it? Um, How much are you falling back on that?
2: Not at all. I don't HD stack at all. I do it all manually. Um, I typically take three shots. So I'm photographing a, a, a living room. I've got my my tripod at um you know uh, about a meter to start with i've got my knee pads on because i'm 50 you know i'm 62 um uh, my knees can't can't take not having knee pads and that's yeah. a really good investment yeah. um i get down there and the first thing i do i check that i'm at iso 100 yep b- to keep the the noise to an absolute minimum i then check that i'm at f uh, f f eight, because I want everything in focus. Mm-hmm. i I'm at, at twenty four meter uh, millimeters on on the lens. And then I overexpose. I try and make the room as, as bright as possible, yep. and I've got a, a speed light in my hand. And then I, I take a shot of the room with the speed light. I use one of those cheap uh, Yunongos, um, okay. you know, I, and and I don't have it mounted onto the the horseshoe of the camera because I want to keep the movement to an absolute minimum. I, I hold it in the air. I've got a trigger on the camera that that sets the flash off. I, I have the flash manually at about 16 for the first overexposure. When I've taken that, I then underexpose a shot and I I go down as dark as possible that I can still see part of the room. I can still get the light right outside because I want to get the window shot right And those two shots, the first shot that's overexposed and the second shot that's underexposed, they will form the basis of that photograph that I deliver. And I don't use a standard HD uh, bracket because I I found that when I first tried that, uh, there isn't enough. Uh, there isn't enough room for the nuances that you need to get the right shot. I just found from experience of knowing what I needed. And it varies from position to position in the room because the light changes so quickly. And I often take a third shot uh, for the white balance with flash which I use for color checking. But you can see all these these examples in RAW that I've in, in the, the file that I've shared. And I think you'd be very, very surprised that they're they're not as bracketed if you look at all yes. the export yeah. data. they're They're not the same kind of splits that that you would get if you are using standard brackets.
0: I think your answer to this is going to be no, because we can see that by the, by the examples of the work that you've proffered. Um, but you're not shooting around the room, putting that speed light in different places and illuminating different parts of the room.
2: No, I don't. And that's actually a really good point to make, because if you look at some of the online training, and I even recommended one in the um, uh, in the the sheet that I put out there, there's lots of training out there and and lots of the high end training will want you to have lots of external lights and take multiple exposures and get the light perfect in one part of the room and another. it's not really necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've shot really, really big properties, you know, with the same technique, because if you're overexposing in your first initial shot, you're getting a nice bright shot. I never shoot with any lights on in the house or the apartment even if I'm photographing in darkest Sweden in November, December I just go up to a 30 second exposure and get that really bright look and then with the underexposed shot to to fill in the colours, the darkness it's really not necessary because in in Photoshop uh, when you do luminosity masking, when you're you're masking your layers to take out any shadows that you don't need usually you can find that with the the two or three shots that you've taken you can combine it it would just take extra amounts of time much much more investment in gear if you look at the photographs that i've taken that's on my website all those photographs there are taken with the strategy that i've outlined here one cheap yunango flash held in the air as i take the shot second shot um uh, the yanango set at one held in the air I'm, I'm not moving around it's only in the bathroom that you you might get flash um reflecting like a mirror and then that maybe needs a bit more uh, work in photoshop in post but
0: it's, it's a simple technique do you ever um dump the flash and just do long exposures instead yeah, yeah. i do um it was very much an I think this was very much an american concept i, I don't certainly don 't recall in this country seeing a lot of these, but the, uh, the 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 familiar walkthrough video do you do those as well yeah i 've got a um,
2: an osmo a dji osmo pocket which is fine, which is great for walkthroughs, handheld, nice stabilization. Really, it could be a little bit, it could be better as a wide angle. It's not as wide angle as you would hope you can get. Cheap on eBay, you can get lens adapters to make it more, more, more wider if necessary. But it's it's not really super necessary, I think, and and most agents will want to see that you walk through the property, that someone gets a sense for it, and I think this is becoming more and more important.
0: You mentioned much earlier on in our chat that that some of these shots were taken with a pole. I was thinking, oh, right, okay, A pole or a drone or. Well, what kind of extra? We've talked about the Osmo DJI. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, you know, what, i, I
2: what don't a, use I don't use a, a drone. I don't have a drone. What about a pole? Uh, because it, yeah, a pole. I do. The financial investment in a pole is is not that much. No. The financial investment in a drone is considerable. Mm. Um, I, I think the EU are changing their laws with with drones. Certainly, here what I, there are agents that want drones, and if they specifically want a drone and you can't offer it, they'll either get someone else in to do it. Or increasingly, agencies are having their own drone. How tall is the pole, John? I reckon the one I use must go up to about six, seven, eight metres high, even higher. It's really
0: high. And how do you trigger the shot? Uh, From my mobile phone and through Bluetooth with the camera. Let's change tack now. Um, We've been talking real estate. Airbnb. Now there is a market but how do you reach the Airbnb owners? I mean it, you can't just look for Facebook groups? There's got to be no. there's got to be a far better strategy than that.
2: If you're working with property photography and you see Airbnb as another potential way of working, you can actually reach out to Airbnb themselves. But they they also have guidelines for photographers. Mm. And if they like your work, they'll reach out to you. Now, their guidelines might be different to the style that you shoot, but any good photographer that wants to do this kind of work can... Can adapt. Mm. It's a little bit more wide. It's for my taste. It's more wide angle. They want you to be lower down. But certainly on Airbnb's website, the other thing that you can do is that you can use the Airbnb listings for experiences. Yes. You know, you can you can advertise your photography skills with other things, and use that to 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 build your network. It's about being active socially. The other thing, of course, is being a content producer, putting it online. Yes. Again, using using Instagram stories telling stories about the work you're doing and it's not just about having the best photographs neil it can also be if you're the most approachable the friendliest it looks like i would like to work with that photographer yeah they'll reach out to you because it can be a bit scary booking a photographer to come and take your pictures of your home
0: now we could have done this right at the start but actually it makes sense to have talked about what's technically required and how you move around a house right through to some marketing, but how on earth do you get started? Now, this is a
2: really difficult one. I was a journalist in the, in, in back in the 90s, uh, and then I started a, a marketing company, and the only thing I got to do creatively, other than speak to customers, was take photographs for adverts and for content marketing campaigns and write stuff. And then after 15 years or so, I decided I wanted to go back and just be myself. I didn't want to have seven other people, six other people on my team. So I thought, I'll close down my my team i'll go and i'll go and take photographs i'll go and take real estate photographs and so what i did was i made sure i had enough money behind me and then i i went and i went and worked as a subcontractor because i didn't have to worry about selling my own skills the work was served up to me and i learned the business that way i learned how it worked now you have to be very very careful because Everyone working in this industry will put you on a non competitive contract. Yes which is very, very difficult, and they don't pay you enough. I mean, the, 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 it is the gig economy. You'll get to go around and take lots of photographs, but you'll build a portfolio. Yeah. But you need to make sure that contractually you're in a position that you can walk away and you can go and do things yourself, that you are not undercutting them, that you build relationships with different agents. I mean, this is all subject to your own local market. One of the things that's even worth checking is that if the contract they make you sign, is worth the salt you know, it may well be that they're a big company and they'll work on the th- idea that you as a small person won't actually mm. go up against them. But so it's a very tricky thing. Um, that, that's that's one of the ways to get started. The other thing is that, you know, you have to go out there because you have to have a portfolio. You've got to have something to show people. And getting started with agents without having a track record is very, very hard. So I, I started out the hard way. I, I, uh, I, I worked as a subcontractor for, for a while
0: now surviving in the industry is the next thing you sound like you've survived because you're not subbing anymore um you've built relationships
2: and, yeah and i've also had to do a second full-time job i translate yeah, i okay. you know i i i i i'm lucky enough to speak several languages mm. so on on the sides i realized that okay i'm investing in a future my first love is uh, event photography yeah uh, well, news photography, but no one pays you for that regularly these days. <laughs> so I love I love documentary events, and I did that as much as possible. I used photographing real estate as an opportunity to meet people and hand out my cards and say, well, I photographed your property. Can I photograph your event?
0: So I'm wondering then with the events and and real estate, they're quite different skills in all respects, why why you chose the real estate and and didn't decide, okay, I'm going to go all out at event photography instead
2: because i didn't want to put all my eggs in in one one basket basket because amazingly i had i had a crystal ball that saw what was coming down Yes, yes no no i just learned from being in business that you know when i was a, when i was working in journalism i realized that 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 industry that i love got literally got taken away from me overnight yeah. you know i was i was i was working for news international and and some uh, some european media outlets i was the the nordic correspondent yeah. and literally overnight i got an email saying all you guys are losing your jobs yeah and so i had to so after that i have made sure that i've tried to keep multi multi skills there's i don't think there is one career as being an event photographer now i don't think there is one career being a real estate photographer i don't think there's one career as a wedding photographer
0: i think now it's good to to be able to to multitask that's exactly what we've been talking about of late um is this this idea of being a I know people don't like the expression "jack of all trades," but but it's a, difficult. A, a, actually, it, it's an advantage now, isn't it? I think so. Yeah,
2: I'm 50 years old. You know, business and life have been humbling. Yes. They are. Yes, and and anything can happen, at, <laughs> as we've all just seen. No one imagined this, and the only way I would have. Uh, the, the way that I've survived is because, well, Sweden hasn't had the same kind of lockdown as everyone else yeah. for for good and bad. And, you know, I have my own thoughts about that. Yeah. Um, but because I've been translating, I've been able to keep going. You know, I've, I've, I, that, that's enabled me to save myself. But also because I've been in Sweden, I have been photographing. I photographed, you know, three properties last week. Um, there's no event work at the moment. No. This week... You know, there's. I haven't got any, th- any properties to photograph this week. The, there's more, you know, the situation here, there's more discussion over what's good, what's not working, what is, what our government is telling us, what our authorities are telling us. But what I can say to anyone that's listening, if you're a photographer who is a full-time photographer at the moment looking for new things to do, I would say, and you've, if you've never done real estate photography consider it i I didn't have a love of architecture but i've learned to have a love of spaces it's improved my uh establishing shots for event photography it's interesting it's it's improved my detail shots because i've i've learned new skills and i think we do constantly have to need you know we should be learning we do need to take on new things and even if it means you know we don't see the advantage of it. It feeds in in the long run. You mentioned five o.
0: I like to think of five o as still fairly youthful, John. Is it a career that you can um or not a career because we've talked about having multi-layers, but is it something you can see yourself doing for a good amount of time yet?
2: It's a really difficult one. I'm over six two. I've shrunk a bit. I was closer <laughs> to six, three, twenty years ago, but but I don't have the greatest of backs, right. but, I can just about, I could probably still get into the same pair of trousers that I fit when I was 20. I've I might have lost all my hair when I was 17, but I've kept my waistline. And if <laughs> as I promised I would, and it's really hard the older that you get to be able to crouch down against a wall and to really really cram your body to make that room as big as possible without going, yeah. I'm just going to make it F70. I'm just going to, you know, make it, sorry, 17 millimetres or yeah. open it right up. Yeah. And some days those knees really hurt. My son is a personal trainer. I probably do more squats a day than he does. <laughs> you know, think think about it. Could Can you do 2,000 squats in a day?
0: Uh, uh, well, I've never tried, I don't think. You sound well, like
2: you may have done. <laughs> I, 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 on days when you've done, you know, five properties.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean the the sweet spot is is two two properties a day yeah. that you have good time that you have you know your you know two to three hundred pounds of property or euros of property. Yeah. You know that's good. Then then you're not then you're not in the um, I'm having to jump up and down. But it it is tough on the body. The other thing is eyesight. You know, I have minus four short sighted, but I wear contact lenses when I shoot. Uh, property. I wear contact lenses so I can see the whole room. I have uh, plus three reading glasses to see the back of my camera. Uh, that, that's a, that it, you, I shoot everything through live view. You have to be able to see uh, the back of your yes, camera yes. to see the, uh, the, the grid to yes. be able to line things up. You don't need a super expensive you do need a, a, a ball head to be able to rotate it but you don't need to get the most expensive ball heads. But then I have to use plus one reading glasses to do the floor plan And if you're going to shoot for commercial agents, being able to do a floor plan is also very, very, very important in a lot of international markets.
0: How does a floor plan look when you when you shoot it?
2: Well, that's the bit where you take out your piece of paper or your iPad, Android tablet, and you go around with a a laser. Is it a I don't know the English word. Is it a laser meter? So you blip to see the walls, and you draw oh. draw out the floor plan. Oh, you're literally and drawing an eye
0: on my word. Okay. That's yep, a, that's and, a,
2: the, and, then, and then you send it, you outsource it to have it turned into a nice floor plan by your outsourcing company, or you yourself get home and you use one of the software online solutions to 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 make up your template i've put links to a couple of uh, a couple of uh, sites that that have i think they that both have tests that will enable you to to make floor plans but, but they are v- I, I, it was that was the the shock when i started actually doing 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 real estate photography that i had to do floor plans as well it's a bit
0: like a crossword now and I'm, I'm one final question when you when you go into somebody's property you're you're uh, I mean, I, I would imagine, you know, you're, you're looking around and you think, well, that's, that's nice. You've got a lovely sauna over there, an integrated sauna in your bathroom, or you've got a hot tub in the. In the-. Do you get terribly envious seeing all these amazing properties? um i
2: do come home and rant a bit at my wife saying uh, we would never get x amount for our kitchen and that we must change everything like this um you do
0: get a a sort of bit work work injured if you like from those sort of things sincere thanks again to john buskell and as we said right at the start you'll find in the show notes on both the app and on the the website all the w's fujicast.co.uk you will find a link to uh, to everything that John was talking about, uh, links to kits, uh, links to his own website, and uh, and of course some images to to practice on. There's a whole PDF of uh, goodies in there for you. So do go grab that. And my thanks to John for for doing that for us. Tomorrow we've got uh, another interview. Uh, that's the way we've decided to do this. It's worked out okay, I think. This way, Kev, isn't it? Really, we're gonna have the interviews at the weekend, and
1: uh, during the week we might we might have a little soup. soup is it a soup song? Is it a soup song? soup song generally means one last one last go does it oh
0: it? I thought it was like a little little trinket some sort of nugget from, from the interviews coming up have I got that wrong as well oh, there's yeah, two, two words wrong in one episode ravaging and rampa- rampaging
1: Uh A very good friend of mine, yes, says a soup song all of the time. Would you like a soup song for a little glass of wine? (laughs) Uh, And we end up having about 30 soup songs. That's not really a soup song, (laughs) is it, really?
0: Kev, just a moment ago, said, excuse me, turn the microphone off. He says, I need to blow my nose. (laughs) Oh, you are suffering, aren't you, at the moment? Oh, yeah. Stop mowing your (laughs) lawns. Yes, yeah. Right, back tomorrow, we've got uh, Ian Forsyth on the show. Um Have have a nice rest of the day, Kev. Bye-bye. Goodbye, sweetheart, well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye,
2: sweetheart, goodbye. Goodbye.
1: The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production.